We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. In the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seat, the broken the bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Appalachian, right across the river into the woods from where Granny loves to talk on that cartridge of face on fire before she goes to bed in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed Travis, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do. But all my friends that come around, fights and fights and party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this tides are tattered, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with Carver High this evening. Uh, we got a lot going on. Uh, Carver High, let's start with the uh, best bet of the night. Uh, we both hit the Red Wings, who win once a year. <laughs> I know it's it, it's it's not often that the Red Wings win games, but uh, I thought tonight was a really good spot against Nashville, who also stinks. They played him good the other night, and uh, sure enough, five to two, some big third period goals. The Red Wings get a rare win over the Nashville Predators, plus one thirty eight. Let's go! And then uh, go go figure. The uh, Sabers blew it in overtime against the Devils. The Senators beat the Flames six to one. Can you even believe that? Six to oh, one, they beat uh, Calgary. I, I can believe it. All right, I'll tell you why I can believe it because I had the under six and a half in that game, and sure enough, the the loser goalie on Calgary right. gave up a goal from the neutral zone. Guy took a slap shot from center ice, and he went and he got by him for one of the goals, and sure enough, it went just over six six and a half, seven goals in the game. That guy stops that one from neutral ice. Maybe we get an under there. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. The Blackhawks beat the Blue Jackets 2-0. I have to look at that one, too. Like, I'm a mess. Blackhawks been uh, playing hit, great. Yeah, I hit them. The Panthers uh, was my number one play. They beat the Stars 3-2. The Lightning I hit 3-1 over the Canes. Uh, the Islanders kicked the Bruins' ass 7-2 at the barn. And I hit the Capitals 5-2 over the Penguins. What happened in the uh, Islander game? Tight game for two periods, and the Islanders exploded. The Bruins looked really sloppy, and the Islanders poured it on a five-goal third period to put away the Bruins, who they have now beaten three times this year at the Collie. They own them. They absolutely own the Bruins. Three of their four regulation losses are to the Islanders. That's crazy. The Canadians and Jets right now in the third, 14 minutes to go, tied at threes. And then there's still one more. Oilers and Canucks in Vancouver uh, getting set to go any minute now. So uh, in terms of the NBA, I've been watching games all night. I watched the Knicks beat the crap out of the Kings at the Garden. They beat them 140 to 121. Can you even believe that? The Knicks put 140 up. I have seen it all. Fox had 29 for Sacramento. They've lost nine in a row. Randall with 21. 
Burks, 24, quickly 25. They lit it up tonight. We welcome in our radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 204. Mightier 1090 in San Diego, near to Yawana, do Yawana. And then, of course, uh, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline, USA, Armed Forces Radio, all over the world. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's Pharrell on the bench. I'm Pharrell with Carver High tonight. 844, toll free, 843, 6879 to get on the bench. Also, I watched the Nets destroy the magic tonight. 129.92 and no sleep till Brooklyn as they continue to absolutely destroy everyone they play. Kyrie with a 27 spot tonight. Harden 29 and 7. 20 points, 9 boards, 7 dimes for Beard. Joe Harris, 4 of 6 from downtown, 14 points for Joe. Claxton, they're using him now at power forward. The big fellow with the fresh two. A 10 spot with three boards. Shamit, 19. He hit five threes and had nine rebounds. 19 and nine for your boy Shamit. How about our boy Shabin? Who do you like better? I like Shabin better than Shamit, I got to tell you. Uh, that's just me, though. Uh, even though he hasn't given us our music yet, after promising... Uh, the music multiple times. It doesn't even matter anymore if he sends the music. Mafia got like 50 new music beds, which aren't illegal. As you know, I've been in uh, copyright prison. <laughs> Sixers 111.97 over the Mavericks. Hit that one as well, laying the five spot. Bucks are up right now, 28-24 on the Pels in Brewtown. Carver High loves the Bucks. The Wizards lead the Nuggets at the half, 56-54, the Pepsi can. And the Grizzlies are slapping around the Clippers with just under two minutes left, 122-92. Grizzlies, if you can even believe it. When we come back, college basketball, including Michigan, routing Iowa tonight at Chrysler, just like I told you they would today on Coast to Coast. We got a big show for you. Don't go anywhere. Grab a freshie and a thumb. I just uh, gave uh, Carver High some news about uh, people. And, uh, you know, it was rather upsetting news. And what's great about Carver High is he's unmoved by anyone else's bad news. He just was like, just completely I, I, I wouldn't say unmoved. Unmoved, unmoved is strong. Unmoved. I, I wouldn't say unmoved. That's not exactly where I would put Wait, it. So were you, I you mean, were jolted a little? Uh, a little bit. You know, I, I like, you know, I like the people that we were talking about. So... Right. You know, so and you I. know me, I don't like a lot of people. I, I'm one of those right. people like I I th- I can't stand most people. And I hate everybody. I, I like the I like those people that you were referencing. So um look, am I gonna sit here and cry about it? No. I, there's only one person you gotta worry about, Scotty. Number one, you. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have to worry about uh we have to worry about all of us, right? At, no, at that's times, it. I, that's it. I think. Worry all about your family. All of us in the family. That's it. 
I don't really, I don't really worry about them. I worry about us as a group. My family could care less about us as a group, like the show and everything right. else. They're not, they're not real fans of it. Uh, they don't, you know, uh, strangely enough, uh, which I'm not surprised by, uh, they don't really have anything to do with it and really never did. I think the, the last time that I had interference from uh, 34C listening to the show and getting all caught up in it was when I was on Howard 101. When I was on the Stern channels, she seemed to be uh, rattled by those shows. Those shows were dangerous and vulgar and you had a lot going on on those shows there was a lot there was a there was a lot happening it was very raunchy and there was a lot of how should i put it um sex and so there was bad things happening and then she would listen in and then she would get she would get gratingly is that a word gratingly mad she would get just so mad and then when i would come home at, you know, two in the morning, three in the morning from doing the show. Cause I was, you know, I did it from eight to midnight and then we'd go party. I mean, to tell you, we went and partied. It was he bad. is on fire. And then I would come home and then she wouldn't talk to me for days. She got all flustered listening to that show. And then what was even better was all the porn stars that she was mad about that were on the show. She uh, hated hearing it it drove her nuts but they all actually didn't want to sleep with me they wanted to sleep with her which was interesting when you think about it in the end carver high she was mad at me talking to all these uh porn stars every day and meanwhile they wanted to sleep with her not me not one of them wanted me they I, at least i don't think they did what they wanted to do was party with me so i would go to lobster city with them across the street and just do bad things. I mean, felonies. And I mean, absolutely get hammered. <laughs> we would get absolutely shack-faced before the uh, show. And I would party with these chicks. And then I'd go on the air with them and go crazy. And then 34C would get so angry. Very angry. And then I told her one day, I was just like, you have to stop listening to the show. You can't take it. You're not. You're not cool enough to handle it. You just obviously cannot handle this show and you're buying into it too much. You know, you're believing everything you're hearing. So one of the things that I wanted to be clear about was when when I did the shows with all the porn stars and and there was a lot of things going on sexually in the studio. It was all um, I had, you know, I had them do it to my producers. So. All of my producers were engaged in bad, porous behavior, and it was the most fantastic moments of their lives. They just thought, I will never forget the facial expressions of Shep and Mafia and, and Sizzle and Lou and all the sweat and all the people that were on the show. Uh, Phil Kessel's cousin, uh, this guy, uh, what was his name? Um, oh, I had this guy. I forget his name. That's funny. I, I got early for Alzheimer's. I, I had this one guy. I, I got to remember his name. It was so funny. Oh, Fink. Your boy Shep hated Fink. And then I would get Fink um, just massive amounts of like porn stars to just make love to him. And it drove Shep crazy. Drove him nuts. I mean, he was he lost his mind. He was literally in a rubber room over it. And it was just awesome.
All of it was so awesome. And then I would come home and, and then my family would turn on me. I also had problems when I did the show there where I would go out in public and um, things like this would happen to me. I'll never forget. I always give this story, right, Carver High? Uh, I'd go to a restaurant and I'd walk in I'd, I and, you know, I just minding my own business. I don't have anything to say to anybody. I'm not looking for attention. I, I'm not that guy. You know, I'm not. I don't care about the show. I don't care about people know me, any of that. None of that bothers me. I just don't care. That's that's not my thing. But I'm walking in and I hear, he's the devil. He's Satan. He, his wife is a hooker. She sleeps with porn stars. Slut. Can you believe that she's a mother? She had children with him. He's the devil. I'd go to my kids' uh, youth games like soccer and Little League. Can you believe this guy shows up here? Who does he think he is? That dirty, filthy, horrible, sinful show he does that we all listen to every night for four hours. (laughs) I will not let my children play with his children. His wife is a hooker. And then I would just be like, and it was great because I was like, and I was just such a D to everyone. People would say stuff to me like, you're a bad person, bad influence on the community. <laughs> I was like, it was so awesome how much I got under people's skin. And then I went to work at uh, CBS, the Vatican Network, and I found God. It was the worst Carver High, the absolute worst. I hate Well, sometimes, that, that, sometimes that, after that, all those years of doing that, you have to walk into the no, chapel you and you just, no, you, you just don't. have to go in the chapel and lay it down. Sometimes, no, I mean, no, that's no you it. don't. No, you don't. Lay the sword down. No, you don't. Oh, lay the sword down. Don't be uh, no longer uh, entertaining, filthy uh, Larry Flint. <laughs> I was a, a Larry Flint of radio, and I, and then, uh, and then I became. Uh, I guess Peter, Paul, and Mary, were they religious? Anyway. Somewhat. <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary. Wasn't Mary a virgin? I think she had a baby, baby Jesus. It's like Hot Nicole. Didn't she just have a little baby Jesus? Little Willie? Sure did. All right. All right. So I just want you to know that uh, I got an email tonight late that I had to do some liners and promos for uh, – San Diego, 1090. I love that station out there. And I did them. And I got to tell you, I did them really fast because I had like five minutes to do them. I hope it worked. (laughs) And I sent them to the guy. I have no idea if it even worked. I just taped them and sent them. I have no idea. I didn't even know if they were, they, you know, if it recorded, I just did something and sent it. Pray to God it worked. So I hope you get that email and uh, you get everything you needed. You know what was great about the 1090 commercial I did? It also talked about sleeping with others, which is fantastic. I love the fact that they they know me out there. They know, let's do a commercial with Pharrell where we talk about people sleeping with others' wives. I love that. Listen, you always got to have action, every kind of action. I have to have every kind of action going. I do always have action going. 34C looked really hot today in her outfit. And so uh, I didn't see her till dinner because I do the show at four to six uh, East on TV. And when I get off, usually I have dinner. So when I saw her at dinner, she looked really hot. And I said, uh, you know, pretty much right in front of my daughter as well. um, You look smoking hot. Let's get naked. 
And then it just did not go well from there, where she was like, you say that in front of your daughter? What's wrong with you? I said, there's all kinds of things wrong with me. She hasn't figured out yet how she got here. I'm watching the Pelicans play the Bucks. minutes we'll have mark mcclune on from uh, cbs in arizona in the valley talking about uh, the suns and whatever else we want to talk about don't they have a uh because i am interested in the suns i do like the suns but i i want to know are they i think they have a baseball team and a football team there as well <laughs> that doesn't matter neither one of them matter right oh and they also have um Arizona, Arizona State. They got a lot going on there, Carver High. We got to check yeah, the Coyotes. I forgot about the Coyotes in their miserable front office. Remember, we've heard all the we've heard all the the stories about that front office chaos at the at the Coyotes front office. People said it's a hostile work environment, allegedly. Right, so. We'll talk to Mark McClune about that coming up here in about 14 minutes. All right, so uh, what did you think, Carver? I didn't tell me what you thought of the Michigan blowout tonight uh, over Iowa. They handled their business at Chrysler Arena. Uh, You know, you already knew they meant business. You already knew uh, that they're the best team in the Big Ten. They've walked away with that, and then they – I mean, spanked Michigan, spanked Iowa, 79-57 tonight uh, in Ann Arbor. What do you think of them? They're they're going to the NCAA tournament. They might win it all. No, they have to be right now one of those teams. Like, I don't know if they're quite – do you put them on the Gonzaga-Baylor level? Are they now the third team? Like, do they belong in that conversation with those other two teams right now? Because that's what it's been all year. It's been Gonzaga, Baylor, and then, you know, a gap, and then a few other teams. Has Michigan moved themselves into that Gonzaga-Baylor conversation? I think they're absolutely a Final Four team, and I'm done with Iowa, like, honestly. Like, I've watched a couple games that I've had in this year. Um, They lost. The game to Minnesota bothered me. Uh, There was another game they lost. Uh, Off the top of my head, I can't remember who it was to, but it bothered me. I am not going to be back in Iowa. I am not going to be back in uh, Iowa and Garza when we get to the tournament. That's for sure. Do you remember? Do you remember when they were uh, scoring ninety points a game and they were the top offensive yeah. team in the country? And then now they're putting up fifty-seven in the game in a like the biggest game of the year tonight in Ann Arbor, and they get absolutely raked over the coals. I'm with you. I'm done with Iowa. I'm not betting on them in the tournament to do anything other than win a game or two maximum at best. It depends on who they put them against and what seed they are because uh, they can still, you know, play. But that was embarrassing tonight. Now, I will say, you know, I think Michigan is, yes, I do think they're on par uh, with 
Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, you, you know, when you're number three in the country, you're right there on the doorstep. But I will say, you know, they held Garza to 16 uh, tonight uh, on six of 19 shooting. He only had four rebounds. They dominated uh, the glass, keeping him off the glass. Um, Livers had uh, 16. Dickinson, 14 and 8. Wagner had uh, 21. Wagner, I think that's that kid's brother. Uh, And then Brooks, Smith, they scored as well. They get it done. They shot 47%. They held Iowa to 35% shooting, 31% shooting from downtown. And uh, Michigan is 17-1. and one. And I'll tell you what, how did you like my bet tonight with uh, Santa Clara getting 31 against Gonzaga? And they covered. Gonzaga finally doesn't cover in a game. 89-75. It's the first time, literally, do you know how badly they beat teams, Carver High? I mean, it is so embarrassing. Listen to this. 106-69 against San Diego, 87-65 against St. Mary's, 161 against San Francisco. Oh, here's one. Remember I covered with BYU against them? 82-71, uh, 76-58. That's just in uh, this month. Don't get me started on how about this one? 8562, 8669, 16888, 95 to 70, uh, 7359, 95 to 49, 90 to 62, 97 to I'm going to run naked in my front yard after this show. I can't even believe I finally beat Gonzaga in a bet. And I did it with BYU as well, if you remember. Are you surprised they didn't cover against Santa Clara? I'm really not. I think that Gonzaga's at that part of their season where, you know, these games don't matter. They know they're going to win them. That's why, you know, laying 30 with them in these meaningless West Coast Conference games they're, they're checked out. They're waiting to get to the tournament at this point. They don't care about this stuff. They know they're going to be one of the top four seeds, maybe even the top seed overall. Who cares? They, they get up 20, and then they check out for the game. You're, getting, you're catching you like, 30 against them. I'd take it. Did you like that I uh, gave you live on Coast to Coast today on TV live? I gave you eastern kentucky to upset 24 and 1 belmont outright and they did how about they that beat them they beat them senseless 81 67 belmont 24 and 2 big win for eastern kentucky tonight ucla beat utah 76 61 fail there milwaukee a winner over iupui these are in the horizon first round what Young's did bobby mo do bobby mo lost by 10 i think the number was 10 they pushed. Purdue Fort Wayne upset Green Bay in double overtime by five. I hit that spread as well. Moorhead I hit. They beat Tennessee State. I'm just looking at all these games. Arizona State beat Washington 80-72. to 72. Uh, They were laying nine and a half. They didn't cover. Houston blew out Western Kentucky. I thought the Hilltoppers would give them a game. I gave you Illinois over Nebraska. They covered. They won by 16. They were laying, I think, 13. Uh, I hit Michigan 
hit Santa Clara. Buffalo beat Central Michigan by 12. Ohio blew out Eastern Michigan. Miami of Ohio by uh, eight over Western Michigan. Cal leads Oregon State right now, 24-16 first half. Pepperdine trailing Loyola, 58-49 with nine minutes left. Minnesota trailing Northwestern with 14 left by six. BYU up 52-46 on the Dons of San Francisco with 11 minutes left. How about San Diego State, 50-37, to the Aztecs on top of Boise, 10 minutes left. Rado, I gave you Rado today over USC, 62-47, 9.45 left. Rado in Boulder, up big. Ohio State leads Michigan State by 7, 14 left. The number was 5. Also, uh, Stanford leading Oregon right now, seven and a half left by two, 58-56. That's a good game. I actually, as you know, took Oregon on the road. They're down a deuce. And the Milwaukee game with the Pelicans is 60-59. to uh, Bucks up three left in the second. So that's a, a pretty good game going on right now. Uh, late night on TNT. That Wizards uh, game of the Nuggets is now 74-67 Wizards. And we gave you the finals on everything else. I got to tell you that I'm surprised the uh, Memphis 122-94 over the Clippers. Kawhi had 17. That was it. Paul George, 13. He was 3 of 12 from the floor. Lights out. Game over. Fat lady singing. And then uh, Jones, the point guard for Memphis, backup, had 20. Brooks, 19, Allen, 10, Morant, 16, with seven dimes, Valanciunas, 16, and Kyle Anderson, 13. So they had everybody in on it. Winslow and Clark, nine apiece. They had the whole gamut run in tonight. Memphis blows out the Clippers, surprisingly. And then uh, the Sixers. I was watching that game. I got people a little riled up. Uh, the Sixers win 111-97, and the thing about it is, uh, your boy Doncic was average tonight. He had 19. As for the uh, Sixers, Embiid with 23, 9, and 4. He was 5 of 20 from the floor, 2 of 5 from downtown. But they got 15 from Simmons and 7 dimes, 15 from Curry, 14 from Howard, and 8 boards. 10 more from uh, Shake It Up Milton. Shake out of and then the Sixers win the game. But the thing that I uh, I tweeted about is uh, MB. JoJo cries. Uh, he he complains to the refs even when he gets fouled and gets the call. He complains even when he's uh, when he gets the call. Have you ever seen him? Like when he gets fouled, he throws his arms up. He starts questioning God, the refs, the crowd. He's every single time the guy gets fouled, he puts on this act like he's had his arms cut off. And then he uh, he gets the call. He still complains. Have you ever seen anything like it? The guy gets the whistle and he still complains. He's like talking to himself at the line. I can't believe this guy fouled me. I cannot believe that I'm sitting here shooting two more free throws. I cannot believe that I'm getting all these calls. I mean, it's just unbelievable. This guy is such a, it's so candy ass. Who still cries and complains to the ref when they, when they get the whistle? When they get the call and you're still complaining? 
I can't stand these guys that never stop complaining. Uh, Draymond Green and Embiid. themselves to sleep when you upset them on the radio Carver Hyde he does it all the time he goes on with me and says things and gets going and once he gets rolling and I mean hot Nicole gets all kinds of flustered 34c just she's threatened to cut off my package the whole deal I'm getting all kinds of grief over here when I do shows these they can't handle it, these chicks. They just can't handle it. You heard the commercial. Your wife's crying herself to sleep because she's listening to Pharrell on a bench. <laughs> All right. Mark McClunes with CBS 5 in the Valley, and uh, we wanted to get him on. It's been a minute. How you doing, Mark? I hope you're well, buddy. Yeah, doing great. You know, thought last night we had another Suns victory, but uh, they kind of tripped up against the Hornets. But... It's been fun. It's been kind of- I don't know what's happening there, Carver High. We're having a disaster. All right. All right. We got it under control now. All right. Let me ask you this. All right. Mark's going to, uh, we're going to call him back. We had like a, like a train derailment there. I don't know what the hell happened there. I can't even just, des- I can't even describe what that was. Now, um, Hopefully we'll get him back on here and we'll have we'll have more luck. All right, so uh, we'll go back to Mark. All right, so let me let me start with this. Uh, I thought that game last night was awesome, uh, and uh, that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you. Look, I think the uh, Suns are terrific, and I'm going to get into them more and more. But you have to admit that that kid Lamelo Ball, that move that he put on Aiton. Because I love Aiden. I think Aiden's turning into a baller, without a doubt. I think, you know, the media, when he came in, they're like, you know, he's not as good as advertised, all this other. He's not playing like a big. He's he's soft. He's this, he's that. But I think he's turning into a hell of a player. But on that particular play, and you know which one I'm talking about, you cannot put him on that speedy guard. And, and he lit his ankles up and then drove and dunked and monkey barred. He hung on the rim and swung like he was at the playground. I mean, he was swinging through the air. And that there's nothing that will upset a team more than some guy hanging on the rim and swinging and smiling. and Because he's a cocky player, that kid. But you know what? He backs it up. I mean, he has reversed their fortunes, Mark. You know it. I mean, between Hayward and him, they're a team now. It's scary, Terry. They're tough, and they came in there and beat you, and I think the Suns are a much better team than the Hornets, but they're tough now, so they came in and, and upset you, and I think it was because of him. No, and I agree, and I don't know if you were uh, were able to see the first three that he jacked up in the second half, but Chris Paul basically gave it to him, and uh, ball threw it up. It didn't even hit the rim, and you're thinking, oh, man, this kid has a lot of work to do, so he comes down the floor again, and Paul gives him another three and is talking to him the whole time. And he makes it very next position, uh, possession. He makes another one, and that really seemed to get him going. I think, as far as rookies go, that are able to come in and play the point. I mean, maybe 
Darren Williams ten years ago. Just as far as just the way he gets into the paint, I was I was stunned last night watching him play at how good Lamelo Ball is. Yeah, he had uh, four boards eight times. Uh, he was playing with four fouls. He hit three threes, seven for eleven. Very efficient, and uh, his his court vision is you know uh, look. Chris Paul has better vision, uh, I think, on another level. I think Chris Paul is on the penthouse floor, and I think LaMelo's down on 12 trying to get up to the party. But that kid definitely has, you know, great vision, which, you know, I think truly great point guards have the ability to see the play before it happens. They make that pass that no one sees coming, the no look, whatever. Paul does that in his sleep. I think he's made the Suns. You know, I, they already, I think, are loaded with talent. D-Book, Aiton, Bridges, Monty, I think, is a great coach. His staff is great. But then you bring this piece in. What do you think it's been like having Chris Paul there and turning him into a next-level team? Well, I mean, I think it's just kind of hitting the rewind button almost. I mean, for the first time in 11 years, we have two all-stars here in the Valley of the Sun with Booker. And Paul, and of course, Booker got named as a replacement. That was a huge story yesterday. But just to see the way Chris Paul has elevated this franchise, you know, for the last decade, we have been covering the Suns. We've been over there. We've been talking to them. But it's been, as we get into March, you know, we kind of turn our attention, see if the Coyotes are making a little run. Uh, spring training's out here. This, this town, as isolated as everybody still is, is investing in this team, and it's fun, and people are obsessing over them, every little detail of every game. And, I mean, last night frustrated some people. There were some angry people that woke up, you know, because the Suns lost, and we haven't had that around here since Steve Nash walked out of the building. What do you think of uh, that? Uh, Does it bother you at all? Do the the people there – uh, and I'm just asking off the cuff, does it bother them that he took the job in Brooklyn, even though, like, I don't think he wanted Monty's job. I don't I don't think he, you know, ever had any sights set on the Suns or anything. Does it bother people that he's coaching Brooklyn? I think there was always so much fear that he was going to leave Phoenix and go to New York when he was playing. Everybody kind of gets it. And because it has been a decade since Steve Nash was, you know, the biggest name in town, and he doesn't—he hasn't come back here. We kind of went through that when he played for the Lakers. I mean, we saw him at the Final Four, but kind of out of sight, out of mind. I think it—it it makes people, um, you know, miss the old days. But it—it's it, also kind of hard to gauge that because when they came in here three weeks ago with James Harden, another you know ASU legend. That was kind of a, a big deal, and we went down and made a big deal about it. The only thing was, there was only 1,500 people in the building. Now, if you can gauge it by social media, uh, yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, Mike D'Antoni's on his bench. Amari Stoudemire's on Steve Nash's bench. So, uh, you know, Sean Marks is the GM. He was one of the, the, the members of the fitness club, the guys on the end of the bench that, that never got to play. And they would just uh, – uh, you know, practice all the time. So it's, yeah, it, it's 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 a big deal. I think it's going to be a bigger deal, especially as is Phoenix kind of rises up here. So uh, Booker's become such a stud and star out there. Uh, does he love it uh, being the the man? And you know, he really is. I know Chris Ball is the you know the straw that stirs the drink. 
but Booker to me is the superstar on the team and the guy, you know, he drops 33. Uh, he drops games in the 30s, 40s all the time. He's had outrageous games uh, since he's been there. Does he like being that superstar in the Valley? Yeah, I think so. I, I've probably asked him about it four or five times. It's, it seems like at the end of every year when they don't go to the playoffs again, you say, Devin, hey, are you happy here? And he gives a very eloquent answer. So I think he really likes it here. I think his, his family's out here. You know, he's got the, um, you know, the, the relationship in Los Angeles. And, I mean, he's got LeBron tweeting about him, saying he's the most disrespected player in the NBA, and everybody's eyebrows kind of go up thinking, okay, don't be stealing him for your super team, LeBron. He's, he's the Valley's own. But I think, I think Devin Booker, you know, he, he's homegrown. I think that means a lot to him. And he's waited his entire career to be in a situation like this. They, they brought in Chris Paul. I mean, they drafted a big at Aiden. They're putting everything around him. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns make even more moves down the stretch here as the playoffs go to get, to get more help inside. So, you know, LaMelo Ball can't just, uh, you know, cruise right, right into the paint and, and score. So I, I, I would be surprised if Devin Booker ever left. But, you know, everything – it seems like in every sport right now, everybody's everybody's a free agent every year, so you just never know. What is the deal with the um, – I thought the comes, uh, comebacks by the Coyotes were stunning. Uh, those Both of them <laughs> were stunning. But what is the deal with that front office, with all this news that we keep hearing about uh, dysfunction and chaos and – People not getting paid on time and harassment, everything else. What the hell's going on with that hockey team? Yeah, I mean, new owner, billionaire owner, and we thought uh, Alex Morello would come in and, and right the ship. I mean, this has been a, a franchise that we thought is going to leave town for the last 15 years, and you thought this, they're finally on solid footing. And then they had layoffs. Uh, team president Aaron Cohen was let go. Uh, John Chaika, the GM, uh, was, was fired, and, and he was – torched in the process in the PR process. Uh, and you also had Steve Sullivan, the assistant GM, uh, let go. And, and the, 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 the athletic, I mean, it was, a, it was a huge expose on, you know, he talked to 50 people who had who'd worked for the organization and said, uh, you know, the thing was kind of a, a dumpster fire. Now, um, they're winning on the ice. I think um, that these, the, you know, the, the front office people, uh, Javier Gutierrez, the team president, has been out in the community trying to build some goodwill, trying to kind of change the narrative here after uh, that article dropped. So I think everybody's willing to give them the chance. If it was another franchise, if it was the Maple Leafs, I think everybody would have their mind made up. But around here, it has been so tenuous for so long. And I think people realize you know, it's COVID, um, it's new people, it's how they do business. But, you know, there, there's there, there's definitely a lot of ammunition there to make the case that uh, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been run properly. But I think the more they win, the more that story goes away. What is the reaction in the Valley to Arians uh, winning a Super Bowl with Tampa? Does anyone care or were they happy <laughs> for him or were they, do they hate him? Oh, am I allowed to weep openly on national radio? I mean, I, I, it's fun, it's fun out here with Cliff and Kyler. It really is. We're we're enjoying it, and I mean, it, it was time for Arians to turn the page with the Cardinals. We all thought he was done. He said he was done, <clears throat> and it was a perfect storm for him to come back. But to see him holding that Bud Light on the boat in Tampa, swearing up a storm live on local television—I mean, you're just like that. That should have been us. 
you know, that's that that was us. And then, you know, Arizona was one game away and lost to the Panthers in the NFC Championship game, played a terrible game. And, you know, it just it's it's one of those deals where Arizona hasn't won a championship since uh, the 01 Diamondbacks, and that's the only big one. And it just makes you think this place is cursed. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe maybe it is, but uh, you got beautiful <laughs> weather. What about, real quick, uh, Amen to that. The, the baseball is back, Cactus League. Is it, uh, is it fun? Are people going, or do they let people go? Well, they're going to have 2,200 at the first Diamondbacks game this weekend against the Colorado Rockies, and it's similar right. uh, around the Cactus League. So I think to really investigate it, you're going to need to bring the show out here and we're going to have to set you up for, say, three weeks. That's what I like about you, Mark. You got and it your all whole out. That's <laughs> Listen, Carver High, pack the bags. We're going to Zona. God, uh, by the I'd time I get to racially profiled Arizona, we're going to go out and hang out at the Cactus League, work on our golf game. I'm going to start drinking again. I'm going to get a great tan. Mark, it's great uh, idea on your part, and it's great having you back on the bench. It's good catching up, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. Anytime, guys. Good talking to you. All right. Mark McLoon out at uh, CBS 5 in the Valley uh, in Phoenix, of course, where the Suns are the deal. I know Carver High is already grabbing his bag. He's ready. He's already packing. It didn't take long. I'd love to get out there. You know that, Scott. He's had enough of the snowblower and all the babies crying and kids running around. Chaos. That Oregon 7168 over Stanford in Palo Alto, Carver High. Cash that ticket. Woo! Let's go. Taking the dust on the road. Uh so you know, were you able to uh find anything at all? Did you find anything to celebrate Ric Flair's birthday today? No. I did. We will. We no, no, we'll no, that. no. We have that is lined up for hour number two. Hour number two, in honor of the nature boy, we will have a uh, birthday celebration for Rick Flair. Woo! So anyway, great game going on uh, as we speak in San Diego. Uh, with San Diego State up, what I'm seeing is 58-55. Now, I could be wrong on that. I'm trying to get that up to the second score. 58-55, 221 left. At San Diego State, that's a great game. And then Colorado is going to beat USC tonight, 75-59. They're killing them. And how about this game? Ohio State is up two on Michigan State. With five minutes to go. Now, remember, uh, obviously, I told you today on, on Coast to Coast that uh, Ohio State would have problems in uh, the Breslin Center tonight in East Lansing because Michigan State has suddenly uh, found their groove in the last couple of weeks, and they're playing good basketball, right? And I'm watching this game right now, and uh, – Ohio State hits a big bucket, and now they're up uh, 61-57 with four and a half to go. But it's very close. 
And that game was a, I think it was a five and a half uh, point spread or something like that, maybe five. I went for it with the Spartans. Hey, how about South Carolina men's basketball? Two years probation. One of the coaches took bribes. God bless him. Everybody needs a little money. <laughs>